Welcome to the Man in the Mirror Bible Study Podcast. Today we're taking a break from our normal series to have a guest speaker, Connor Jones. And the topic today is intimacy with God. What does the Bible teach us about the intimacy of being a son of God? So we turn it over to Connor now as he brings us his message. Good morning, man. Good morning. It's an honor to be with you this morning. My name is Connor, and I love how Paul introduces his letters. I'm definitely not equating myself, not even close. Um, but I, he always starts with Paul, a bondservant of Christ, or Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, you know, whatever. He, but the point is of Jesus Christ, right? Um, and so my name is Connor. I'm a son of, you know, of God. Um, that's my highest identity. That's my greatest privilege. You know, and, and that's all of our greatest privilege as well, is to truly be eternal sons of God. We're going to live forever, guys, right? Like, isn't that worth at least a gentle smile, you know? Like, come on, it's worth a little bit of a roar, even though it's like, you know, seven. Oh, hoorah! True, it's true. We hoorah for the army. We celebrate for football teams. Like, something should stir in us, right? For God who saved us, we're going to live eternally with no pain, no tears. It's almost surreal. It's, it's hard to fully grip. But there's a story in my life, um, you know, because I'm literally just like every man. Of course, we're, we're all here on this spiritual journey together to learn who God is and learn about the importance of life. I went through something unique. God brings us all through unique things. Amen. We all actually have unique stories and we're building up to be a spiritual house together. And it's going to be presented in glory to God as the bride, right? It's like a bunch of men. Let's be the bride today, right? Woo! You guys want to be brides? <laughs> no one wants to be a bride in here. But we do want to be God's beloved, right? And united with God, which is the final end of man, to literally be united with God, right? All the good things we love about God, all the time, right? Literally, every, I, I, just close your eyes and imagine with me um, your most precious memory with God. And some of us are feelers. Some of us are seers. Some of us are knowers where knowledge makes us rejoice and we connect with God in an amazing way through knowledge. And ultimately, all of us are all of those things. Imagine that moment. And just give me a gentle raise if you found that moment in your life, that special moment. Raise your hand if you found that moment. Who wants more of those moments? <laughs> that would be amazing, right? So what I was saying about two minutes ago is that God um, caused me to go through a unique scenario. Some of you, if you b briefly browsed the email, um, I had a life-threatening disease when I was 23. So I was a healthy young man. I went to the University of Florida. I'm 31 now. Um, I have a small marketing company, praise God. He, it's been great. I almost gave it up a few times, uh, but we made it through. And so I went to the University of Florida. We were cliff diving and three ticks uh, were on my body, right? And when I came back and I didn't know anything about ticks. I wasn't educated at all. Education has changed in the last seven years, particularly because of thousands and thousands of people like me. But some people get Lyme disease and it's just, they're okay, right? They figure it out, they take some pills, you know. But other people, about 20% get Lyme disease and it destroys their life, 
like massive brain inflammation. I went through heart failure. I lost all the hair in my left leg, um, which are like weird, but it attacked the left side of my body. And so there was a localized infection on the left side, right? And uh, it caused unique symptoms on the left side of my body. To this day, I probably only have like 70% control of the left side, maybe more, but definitely not a lot of feeling. And so I went through this unique experience, right? Where it put me in bed. I lost my job. I lost all my money, lost everything I had. I had to move back home with family, right? I didn't follow the typical path. And we build up psychological concepts of what our life should look like based on our peers around us, right? So it was very depressing for me. It was obviously very difficult. And all I had was God. Like, it, it's no, I get emotional every time I talk about it because I literally spent years with our Lord, you know? He was the only one I had to talk to. So when I say, like, schedule a date with God, you know, I'm not trying to distract, right? I learned something about intimacy, you know? And there were times where I was like, man, God, this feels a little feminine. <laughs> but it was so inviting. It was so real that I was willing to sell my life for it. You know? And it's like, we all have read the Bible. I'm in a room of guys that, you know, you wouldn't be here this morning if you, if you didn't want God, you know? And if there's one thing that we walk away with today, it's that there's so much more to him. It's more inviting, more love, more moments of the most precious moments of your life, you know? And we all get to walk that out together. Like, I'm so blessed to be walking into a space with my brothers, you know, for 40 minutes, whatever, where we're talking about something, then we're talking about it together. But to talk about our Lord, you know, and to say, are we gazing at him, right? Are we gazing at his beauty in heaven? When we read these verses in the Bible about him being on the throne and him inviting John, and he says, says an angel opens up space-time or something, and <laughs> And he says, come up here, right? That's what it says in Revelation. And it's fascinating, right? And you're just like, okay, so John's going up. Do we really believe that a man's spirit traveled to heaven, saw the Lord, right? And he was so overwhelmed with what he saw that he had to write it down because God said, write it. And then now we're reading it. And as men on the earth, right? Followers of Christ that have been given faith in our heart. How do we respond to something like that? Is it something that we just move past, right? Or is it something that makes us go, Lord, give me more, you know? What do you have with me? The reason we asked about a date with God is because I've learned there's something about setting time aside to be with God, you know? It maybe starts with 10 minutes for some people, then an hour, then three hours. I'm in a unique situation in my life where I do have my own company, so I have a little bit of time but I'm at a school, a, a ministry school. I use part of my time for that, part of my time for work. I'm in a ministry school where we set aside Mondays, and on Mondays your phone is off every Monday. So this is a consistent rhythm in my life, right? And I spend eight hours with God, right? And it's something very unique. It may not fit into all of our lives, but we can ask ourselves that one of my pastors at the school, his wife works, and... Um, when holidays come around, 
they go, hey, can you watch the kids so I can go get away and be with God? You know, it's like, do we really want to be with God? Or do we always view him as a part of our life or, or something that we go to when we have a need, right? Are we on the front end of this or are we on the back end of it, right? And perhaps I'm bringing this message even to you so that it can go out further. You see what I'm saying? Perhaps you already have a consistent rhythm with God and it's really victorious for you and it's something special, you know, and you really know what I'm saying, right? So then this is to fan us into flame. You know, let's keep inviting people to encounter God because God says, right, taste and see that the Lord is good. How many of us actually follow God because he's good? You know what I mean? Right? Like, it, we don't follow God because he's going to smack us, right? That's not what grace is about. That's not what love is about. Who knows that God is about love, right? Of course, he's about judgment, about clarity, about measure, right? He's not going to let you fake anything with him, right? Or I don't want to say you, I want to say us, but, and I've got a lot to keep going with him, but guilting myself and pressuring myself, right? Instead of looking at his beauty, looking at who I'm supposed to be like, right? And being encouraged, being enticed, right? How many of you guys avoid the book of Song of Solomon? You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, well, that's just for marriage, right? That's just for the natural. That's just for the physical, right? But who knows that God is way more brilliant than that. He's not just writing something just for earthly marriage, right? Because Paul talks about in Ephesians, right, that the earthly marriage is a mirror of the marriage with God. And something blew my mind with a pastor the other day. Um, he told me, he said, Connor, what's the whole Bible about? And I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> tell me, right? And that's why I'm at school. And he said, Connor, it's a marriage. The whole thing's a marriage. I was like, dang, God. That makes me really want to get married. <laughs> Got another thing to hold to him. Bring my wife into my life, God. It's for you. It's not for me. It's about you. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear a cheesy joke? Lucky, lucky that I have life-giving water. I don't need this water. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Well, take a moment with me. We have about 15 more minutes. Um, take a moment with me to, something we say at school is to gaze at God, right? But we're going to pray. So let's all pray together, right? Really look at God and he, the Holy Spirit's in us. So the best thing that we could do ever throughout our entire day, it says pray without ceasing, right? Is just to literally talk to him. So before I preach, I want to talk to him because I don't want to be speaking from my flesh. I want to focus on him. Yeah, Heavenly Father, you are so good. In the spirit, God, there are prayers rising up to heaven, filling bowls. You hear these faithful men all of us together, thanking you. Lord, you say in your word that people enter your courts through praise and thanksgiving. God, I cultivate gratitude in my heart right now. I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be here this morning. There doesn't need to be a new sermon or a new message or a new story. Your story is enough, God.
reflecting on you, gazing at you over and over again, God. Over and over and over again, Jesus. You're enough. You will carry all of us, God, to the very end. You're faithful even when we're faithless. Who is like you, God? Who is like you? We ask that you bless us, that you give each man here something special this morning, that you continue to guide us into all love and truth. And we applaud your strength, God. We, we applaud your beauty. Everything in all of creation is about you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I was talking to God last night, and basically he said, tell some stories about, you know, when I was sick. And I think stories are just beautiful, right? Um, so I'm going to tell some stories. But um, it started, my disease started with me getting those ticks on me. And all of a sudden, about a month and a half later, I started getting those symptoms that I talked about. You know, my heart started gurgling and my head was crazy, inflamed. I couldn't think. I couldn't look at a computer anymore. And I was like, wow, this is, this is weird. And then all of a sudden, I actually passed out while driving. So the heart failure was real, right? It was called Lyme carditis. And, you know, we, we get to rejoice because look at me now, right? <laughs> but um, it got so bad that I didn't leave my house. I literally didn't leave the house, like the front lawn, never made it to the front lawn for two and a half years. And I would walk around my house, right? Like literally, you know, because my nervous system was being attacked. It got so bad that, um, and I'm not here to glorify in the bad, right? Because it, it <laughs> talking about where we came from, you know, show, shows us where we are. But uh, it got so bad that I couldn't even talk to my dad. Like, uh, I would have two conversations per day with my dad. Are you ready for lunch? And he would whisper it, right? And are you ready for dinner? Uh it's always a journey sharing this stuff. You know, it definitely was all the Lord, but... And many people, they go to be with him, right? Or, or they go to another place. But it did take a tremendous amount of resilience to get out of this. And so uh, one time, this is actually kind of fascinating to hear because this story, everything that God took me through really shows the purity of what we should focus on. Sometimes we don't know always what to focus on. Maybe God's over here. Maybe he's over here. Um, this really brought me down to little thoughts. You know, I could only have little thoughts per day. But at one point, I, at the Holy Spirit, I, I heard him very clearly it, it says in the scripture that he's close to the brokenhearted, right? How many of us hear God clearly when our life is really not going well? <laughs> oh, man, we're, we're paying attention then. But it was, it, it got, whatever's going on with prayer and my nervous system and everything, it got so difficult uh, that I actually heard the Holy Spirit say, don't pray to me anymore. And it was, so, it was painful to pray. 
like it was it was painful to think the chemicals right high school science nadh atp whatever it took to pray right um was lacking in my body and my nerve and my whole body was just uh, I literally didn't get out of my bed for eight months at one point. Um, and I went all the way down to 121 pounds. I'm 165 now. That's great. Um, but I was 120 pounds. And my dad, um, he said that I looked like a, uh, a, a guy from a war camp, you know, a, a guy who got out of a war camp. Um, so it was really, really tough. And the toughness inspired stories of the flesh and stories of the spirit. Uh, I started, uh, well, I'll tell the fasting story first. So I was dying, right? And I was on all this medication. And I said, okay, God, I got to get out. What do we do? I don't think I'm going to die. He gave me that deep in my heart. I had faith, right? The gift of faith. And I was like, okay, I just don't think I'm going to die. Like, I don't. I don't feel like I have to act like I'm going to die, even though it really looks like I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, and I had the sweat. I went to the hospital for 14 days at one point. They couldn't do anything for me. Every test, you know, negative Lyme disease back then, just bad testing, still bad testing. A lot of things have bad testing, actually. I've done a lot of research now on health. And, and so I said, God, what do I have to do? I felt the sweat of death on my neck one night. I probably passed out. 16 times, 15 times. I always count things. I don't know why. It's just how I am. And I kept passing out. My heart kept failing. This is after the hospital. And I was like, God, this is bad. This is really, really bad. And I said, what do I do? And I hear the Holy Spirit again, which is, it's great to hear the Holy Spirit. That's an understatement. Um, he says, fast. And I'm like, I'm 120 pounds. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so but I knew it was the Lord. So I whispered to my dad and he brings me food one day. And I said, dad, I'm going to fast. And he immediately is like, Connor, that's not a good, you know? And I put up my hand because I, I literally can't handle sound, whatever's going on in my body, the chemicals. And he knows what that means. He's he knows that he's literally causing my body pain. If he keeps talking, was, you know, no hard feelings, right? Like, my, my dad nursed me to life. I wanted my dad here today, but he had a front row seat to literally healing me, you know, and helping me heal. So he had the best seat. It's a huge testimony in his life too. So I said I was going to fast. And I said, Lord, how long? He said, three days. I said, okay. And I knew I had nothing to lose because all the Western medicine at the time was on like 12 pills. It was killing me. Um, and you know, I had nothing to lose, but that's not why we follow God. Right. I mean, he's welcome to that. <laughs> he's very merciful, but we want to follow God for the more, right? We want to catch who he is and keep going. Right. We don't want to be always messing up like crazy. You know, we don't want the prodigal son to go over and over again. We want to come to our dad's house. He puts a ring in our finger puts a robe and we stay in the house and it's like, it's a good house, right? Like that's the story of the prodigal son. We want to be in the good house. So I fasted and I began my fast. And if you know anything about fasting, I didn't, it was from the Lord, but something happens in the body with uh, stem cells. And I didn't know that. And about a day and a half, that's all it took for me. About a day and a half into the fast, I feel my body click. 
I felt it. You know, you ever have like a hurt ankle or something, right? And all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, today's the day. Like it's back, you know, the ankle's back, right? You know, I felt something click in my body and I didn't feel like the sweat of death anymore. I didn't feel like my body had hit that 50% mark going down to 49, 40. It was like, whoop, we're going from 46 to 47. You know, like, and I was like, whoa, I'm gonna make it out of this. This is crazy. I knew right there in that moment, six years ago, that I was gonna be able to stand in places like this. I was like, it's gonna be okay, you know? So that was the fast. Now, who in here has been stubborn with God before? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I thought that everything was gonna be fine in my life, right? I had this intimacy with God, conversations with him every day, 12 hours long, just Lord this, Lord that. How does this work? How does marriage work? Will I ever get married? God, well, marriage doesn't matter that much. Okay, God, you know, just brrr, you know, that was probably the main conversation all the time. Always about marriage, just kidding. Um, but uh, I eventually gained strength and I started acquiring different health items that he led me to, right, that helped me. Um, and if anyone wants that, I come up to me after I wrote a 14 page document on how to heal from various autoimmune diseases. Cause I not only got Lyme disease, but Lyme disease breaks down your immune system. Uh, so I got six other diseases as well that rose up in my body. Um, so that's why it was so difficult for me and for 20% of Americans who get Lyme disease, something in our body doesn't fight it off in the right way. And we get, we get other illnesses. But I talked about being stubborn with God. So what did I, what's the story there? Well, the story is, is that uh, I liked trading the stock market a bit and I needed more money, I felt, to heal my body. And so I went to the, I, well, I laid in bed and I cried to God because um, I needed more money. And I said, God, I don't want to be here forever. This half alive, half dead thing is even more difficult than just going all dead or being fully alive, the middle is, I've said, you, you hate lukewarm too, God. I don't, I don't like being lukewarm. Make me hot, you know, cold. And obviously I didn't want to be cold. I wanted to be alive, fully alive, right? So I actually say that, and I hear the Lord again. These were amazing times in my life. I still hear the Lord now, but it's different. But he real, you know, something was special about this season. He says, get up and trade the stock market. Just like that, clear, small, simple voice. And I knew that there was going to be success for me. I was like, wow. And I gave up the stock market like a year and a half prior to that or something. Um, and I was like, wow, he's inviting me back in. That's awesome. So I went and gambled. <laughs> um, and I, my gambling was successful. And I say it that way on purpose because it was gambling, right, uh, for me. Because I was trading options. And that's very, very risky. But what happened is that $2,000 turned into $18,000 in three weeks. Amazing. I got exactly what I asked for. God, I need money. Go trade the stock market. Click, click, click. Wow. Right? And, but stubbornness with God. During those three weeks, my flesh could not handle it. That's why I was gambling. All of a sudden, I just went right into pornography. It was crazy. Like, we're all so human, right? And we need the Lord. Like, we just need him. We're fully dependent on him. And we think that we don't sometimes. And he brings us right back. Praise God. 
It's so good. His love is good. Discipline is good. So it was crazy. I was caught up in crazy sin, and I would talk to him five minutes per day at the end of the day, and I would say sorry or something, then I would go to sleep. I'd wake up and do the same thing, right? And I was like, I'm going to take this 18. I'm going to turn it into 100. I'm going to be wealthy and heal my body, and my life's going to be a great victory, and it's going to be easy street, which is so prideful and just a complete misunderstanding of the Lord. So I risked 15K during COVID, right? That the American market was just going to be destroyed, right? Now it got, it kind of got destroyed, but it, it's not, I, I basically predicted that we're going into Armageddon, you know, like I was like, it was like COVID's going to destroy the world. You know, it was insane. It was such a terrible gamble. And uh, the Fed came in and saved the market. We don't need to get into all this. And I lost all that money in, in like two days, you know? Talk about a story with the Lord, right? My dad even told me, he's like, why don't you put 10 aside? And uh, I was like, oh, dad, I know everything about life. You know, crazy, ridiculous. Um, and so there was that story, right? And I, I got into bed because I had a little bit of walking energy at that time. And I got into bed and I wept that I lost that money because I was going to use that money to heal, right? I was researching into a lot of healing methods and, and I just wept bitterly, like truly. And I was like, God, you literally gave me exactly what I asked for. I used it to go sin. I went full prodigal mode. You know, I need you so bad. I know you give second chances and third and 10,000 chances, but I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just so sorry. And I heard the Holy Spirit so clear. Like, I will never forget this moment in my life. It was crazy. He literally goes, Connor, this was never about money. I can give you money at any time follow me. And I was just wrecked. You know what I mean? I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, and God's just showing me like, it's more. He's more. He's more than all the stuff that we're dealing with, right? This is a fallen world. There's a better world coming. And I got invited into this terrible season that you could say it's from the enemy or it's part of sin in the world or it's part of God's plan. But either way, Joseph got thrown into a pit, right? Joseph got thrown into a pit. Sometimes in our life, things happen. So, glancing at the clock. There's all these stories, and eventually I'm healed, right? Eventually I'm better. But, and now I have a job, and now I have responsibilities, and I have dreams and hopes. Like, literally all of us, we're all living life every day, right? How does, you know, it's not like all of us can get Lyme disease and spend five years with God. Right. So, so what am I getting at? Right. Cause that's not his plan. What I'm getting at is that there was, when he says in the Bible, right. Uh, says, don't pray like the Pharisees, but when you pray, right, go into your room, shut the door that your heavenly father might reward what is done in secret. Right. And there was something about that with this, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that with discipline, we all can have the same thing that I went through back then. I didn't even have, who has experienced something amazing with God? And then they, they almost feel tempted to keep going with God and keep going there, but then they run and tell someone right away. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. But the point is, is that there could have been more, right? It's a very deep concept, but it's real. 
you know, and eventually God will disciple us out of that too. When I was sick, I didn't even have the ability to tell anyone anything. It was just God. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's all I could talk to. And then at some point, I literally, he said, don't even talk to me. Like, that was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even believe, I, I don't even, I'm watching myself preach right now. I'm like, are you serious, bro? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, but I have to testify, right? Like, I, ha I cannot help but speak about the things that I've seen and heard, right? Because it's for the encouragement and the edifying of all of us that there's more to God, you know, that we can go more, right? And he tells us to go out into the all earth, the whole earth, and really the whole earth is local communities. We, we have to love College Park well. We have to love Winter Park well, right? We need to be ready in and out of season to love a, a whole young men generation, right? Who needs your wisdom, who needs your experience, who needs the reasons that you've stepped into this room. There's a reason that you get up this morning and come here, you know? And there's young men like myself that need your Holy Spirit-driven love and your Holy Spirit-driven advice. I need your advice about marriage. I'm not married, so I need your advice. <laughs> but, you know, oh yeah, sure. classic, right? Classic. So, you know, things don't have to have a perfect bow tie, but sometimes, in fact, most of the time, bow ties and beauty comes from authenticity right? And humility and grace. Um, so if there's one simple thing I want us to take away from today, it's not like I fully understand it at all, but use free time in your life to get closer to God. Use free time in our lives to get closer to God. He's always worth it. He's always going to give us something new, right? He's overflowing. Uh, David says of God, right? Your love, O Lord, is better than life. Like, I love thinking about scripture sometimes and just going, okay, let's pause. <laughs> what the heck is that guy saying? Why did he say that? What would move a man in his courts, plucking his harp? Right, maybe David was a hippie, right? Hippie king, who knows? He's plucking his harp guitar or whatever and he has this revelation well up in him he's like whoa god your love is better than life it's he had the best food and unfortunately his son had the best women right <laughs> but you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> like more time with god Ask him how we can fit more to him, of him into the schedule. And it's not always, sometimes you're spending time with God while you're with your daughter or what, you know, but it's about attention and gaze on him. Am I pondering the Lord, his precepts, his laws? Am I meditating, right? Yeah. I love you guys. I'm so blessed to be here. Thank you for listening to that story. It's a privilege to be alive. Um, let's live a full life, right? Let's get everything that God has for us in our inheritance while we're here. Uh, let's run after him. Let's press in, you know, more oil, you know, right? Uh, there's so many crazy verses in the Bible that I'm barely understanding now. But I'll finish with this. You, you know, um, I'm finished. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
Um, but uh, I'll finish with this. There's, the, who knows the parable of the five virgins, right? Uh, and the five other virgins. And five of them had enough oil and five of them didn't, right? What is oil, right? Well, oil comes from pressing, right? It comes from the discipline of squeezing the olive. And so God, what does this story mean for our lives? What does this physical representation mean of your depths of spiritual, you know, the depths of your spiritual garden, right? Like, what are you talking about? I found that oil is basically hearing the voice of the Lord and obeying. The faster we learn how to do that, right? The more oil that we're building up in our life. And we want to be like those five virgins that had plenty of oil, right? So that when the bridegroom comes, we are ready to go see him. Our lamp is lit. We look presentable, right? You know, those verses that says, make yourself pure, right? Real religion is this, the service of orphans and widows and the keeping of oneself pure from the stains of the world. Amazing. It's good to protect your oil. It's good to go deep with God, you know? Um, I love you guys. Have a date with God. <laughs> yeah. um, or a, a meeting, if that's what you need. Amen. Praise God. God, thank you so much. Um, we don't need to waste words with you ever. You're all about authenticity. You're all about a humble and contrite heart. So I pray that all of us continue to just talk to you about that and say, Lord, here's my heart. What do you want to do with my days, my schedule, the people I'm talking to? I give it to you again. I take up my cross anew today. Um, and my life is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find the Man in the Mirror Bible Study wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on our YouTube page. If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and share the podcast with friends. Since 1986, Man in the Mirror has been teaching the Bible, helping us reflect deeply as men and apply God's truth to our lives. This Bible study is recorded in front of a live audience every Friday morning outside of Orlando, Florida. If you need help navigating your life or leading other men, please go to maninthemirror.org and check out our vast library of Bible study videos, blogs, and articles on Christian growth and leadership. There are plenty of resources you can use to grow in your faith and help others grow too. At maninthemirror.org, you will find books written just for men, helpful materials for your church's ministry to men, and even a potential career in men's discipleship. If you're a man personally struggling in life or you need help in discipling men, please send us an email at biblestudy at maninthemirror.org and let us know how we can help.